listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, episode 174. Today, mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with president and CEO of Team Excel, Jonathan Mayo, to talk about Team Excel and what they are doing to impact the youth, especially during this pandemic. Jonathan shares with us his mindset and drive, along with how his background led to his goal to positively impact the lives of the youth. If you want to know more about building brands that ultimately have a positive impact on society, then this is a must-listen episode. ready to raise your game? 2021 is the year to increase your performance on and off the field. The Athlete's Edge Journal was designed to cultivate self-confidence and mental resilience through the power of sports psychology. Whether you are a professional athlete, a former college athlete, or have aspirations of greatness in the future, this journal is for you. Visit winthementalgame.com and use the promo code GRANTPAR20 to receive a 20% discount at checkout. Act now to take your mental game to the next level. What if you could rapidly accelerate your team's performance and skill acquisition just minutes before practice or game? NeuroTrainer triggers high-performance states with virtual reality brain training that can be deployed in the gym or at home. In just eight minutes, your team will be more focused and ready for whatever you or the game throws at them. Visit NeuroTrainer.com to schedule your demo and get your team locked in. Hey, Jonathan, how are you? I'm doing great, Grant. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing awesome. You know, uh, having the new president being inaugurated today, uh, a lot of good, cool changes are happening. Um, real excited to have you on your sh- on my show to talk about your company, Team Excel, and the things that you're doing to impact the youth, uh, especially during these times. So, super excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thank thanks for having me. Like you said, it's you know exciting times with some changes, um, and you know getting through a difficult time as well. But you know. Like we said earlier, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm excited to just be a part of, you know, making a positive impact in the lives of our young people. So thanks for having me. Big time, man. No, you bet, man. Thank you. It's an honor. So let's get into it, man. Let's, uh, you know, you've you've had a few moments with me and, and know a little bit about my background and what I do. So, you know, when it comes to mental toughness, uh, is, is a topic I'd love to talk about. And being a former athlete, um, which is kind of cool that both of us played football at the collegiate level. So we can talk some shop on that. But when you think about the two words, mental toughness, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question. And you know, the the first thing that that comes to my mind is, is kind of that old cliche mind over matter. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone has heard that. And, you know, when you think about that, it's, it's really exactly what it is. You know, I think about mental toughness and I think it's, it's really, you know, how do you trick your mind into accomplishing things that might seem impossible, but making it impossible? So, you know, that could be from, you know, something physical, or it could be something that, you know, that you're trying to accomplish in life or something mental. So there are different aspects of it. But I, I really think about it is how do you trick your mind into doing something that might otherwise be impossible to make it possible? 
Yeah. And you know what I love about that uh, perspective and that answer is, which I've never really called it this before, but the possible mindset. And I think more often than not, or not more often than not, but there's times where where athletes that are not equipped uh, to the mental game um, or are not connected to their mindset in the moment when things are high pressured, chaotic, uh, full of stress, they, they lose the mindset of having a possibility mindset, like being, like getting mm-hmm. through it. And, and what I love about this, this quote from uh, Charles Young, uh, the only way is through. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, to me, that's like, you yeah. have to lean through it. I mean, if you want to be mentally tough, you got to lean through it, um, no matter what the situation is and trust yourself. Right. Yeah. And I love that the possible mindset. I've never heard that <laughs> terrible. I don't know I, if you just made that up, but I think I just I love made it that. Up. I may have to use it. I wrote it down. <laughs> All right. Saying that, but you're right. If you, if you don't think something's possible, you'll quit. You know, and, yep. and 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 you know, being mentally tough is all about persistence and enduring through. Um, you know, similar to your quote. So, you know, I love that the possible mindset. I'm gonna have to use that. Yeah, and you know what? Also, <laughs> I'll add a little bit to what you said. Is you if if you lose that the mindset of being possible or having possibility, you become in the effect of the the event. So you lose your power. You, you lose your tools, right? And you get what I call is the a conquering emotional hurricane. Like what happens in the middle of a hurricane, the eye of hurricane, it's calm. So how can we get really calm and see that this, the situation that seems chaotic, that it is possible that I can get through it. And, or you can make another decision and not, and lose the possibility and get swooped up into that, that emotional hurricane and be in the effect of it. That's right. And, and and when you do that, ultimately, if you can't see a way through, you just you give up and you, you stop trying and it's over. You know, it's kind of like game over at exactly. that point. Well, let's let's talk about maybe a specific time within your career, maybe in your athletic career as well, um, about a time where you had to be mentally tough. Now, going to VMI and playing football there, I can only imagine that you had a more than just one moment where you had to be mentally tough. Yeah, going going to VMI, and for those you know people that don't know uh, Virginia Military Institute, it's you know known for its red line, which is kind of the the introduction that you go through, where you know they call us rats because that's you know apparently the lowest form of life on Earth, and so you know while it is physical in nature to some extent, um, it's really a, a a mental challenge, you know, and being a a football player and having that that added responsibility. You know, there were definitely some times there where it was really tough. And, you know, I had to really just think about, you know, kind of that kind of things are possible that I could see myself walking across the stage one day and kind of, you know, visualizing that and really helped me get through some of the, you know, most difficult times. You know, one of my difficult times in my athletic career, my my senior year being my we had a had a new coach. And he essentially bitched all of the seniors after the, the third third game of the season and pretty much gave up on us. And that was probably the toughest season I've, I've ever had in my in my sports career. And I've, I've played football since I, you know, Little League. And, you know, getting through that season and not quitting, not giving up and just saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick through it, you know, as, as bad as it was. And we got to the, the last game. Of the season, we were we were zero and ten. <laughs> we were going down to play, um, going in to play App State. They were tied for Marshall for Southern Conference champs. So all they had to do was 
you know, beat little VMI and, you know, claim the conference title. And our assistant coaches convinced our head coach to let us play our final game. And believe it or not, we actually ended up beating the number one team. <laughs> we were 0-10 in overtime on their field. And that was my last game of my career at VMI. And so I think that's kind of a testament to just, you know, having to be mentally tough just, you know, through that year because lots of times I thought, man, I'm not going back to practice. You know, I'm, I'm graduating soon. Um, but myself and my teammates, you know, that were in the same boat with me, you know, stuck through. And, you know, I think the assistant coaches saw something in us and we went in and got the win. You, <laughs> so, did it. you know, that's a memorable end to a tough situation. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> and, and outside of that, though, I mean, as far as just being a student at VMI, I mean, I can only imagine the things that you had to endure. Uh, talk about mental toughness you and grit. You had to I bet you were challenged multiple times on quitting. Oh, yeah. I mean, VMI, anyone that knows anything about the red line, it's, it's really designed to make you quit. <laughs> it's like that's that's their intention. You know, it's like how many people can we get to leave and quit? And, you know, one advantage I had going into VMI, I, I love challenges. So for me, you know, I had a lot of friends before I went to VMI. I said, why are you going to that place? Like it's all male, you know, at that time it's, it's integrated now, but it was all male military school. And they said, why would you go there? I've heard horror stories. And I said, well, I, I love a challenge. So when I went there, in my mind, I was going to finish. So I could already see that. Um, but going through the red line, it was, you know, they did everything they can. And a lot of people quit. Like we lost, I don't know what, I think we came in with a little over 400 people in my class. And I think we ended up around 250, maybe 250 that graduated. Uh, we, wow. we lost a lot during the red line. Uh, but it's 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 a mental game. You know, it's people, you know, kind of like boot camp in the military, people in your face, you know, yelling, you know, calling you all kinds <laughs> of names, it's push-ups <laughs> and working you out and, you know, yeah. it's doing everything you can to break you, you know, really kind of break you down. So it's definitely an exercise in, 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 you know, seeing how mentally tough you can be. You know, you know, during that time of your life, obviously you're a young man and you're, you're developing uh, a leadership skills, personal skills, social skills, communication skills. So you're, you're learning a lot about yourself and I can only imagine all the skills that you developed going to VMI, even as a student athlete. Now that you're an entrepreneur, how much did that experience prepare you for, for being an entrepreneur today? It could prepare me a lot. I think, you know, going back to, you know, thinking about going into really stressful situations, um, knowing that, okay, I can get through this, I can endure, you know, thinking about my time at VMI. And, you know, a lot of times I do reflect back to that, you know, where I had practice, I've got exams, I was a, a mechanical engineer at that time. So, you know, heavy workload academically. And so, you know, being up all hours of the night to study and, you know, yeah. the mental stress of the red line and my first year, but just knowing that, okay, I can get through this, you know, kind of back to, you know, that possible mindset that, okay, one, one day I'm going to be on the other end of this one day, I'm going to be on the other side of this, you know, so let me, let me push through, um, but also the work ethic, you know, it was I pushed through, but, you know, I worked my butt off you know, and, I, and, I, right. and I saw that, you know, if you work your tail off and work hard and, and, and put the work in, 
you can be successful. And I think, you know, going through VMI, you know, academically, I did well. And that was from the work I put into it. And so, you know, carrying that over into, you know, business, especially, uh, you know, starting an organization from scratch, it's, you know, a lot of challenging times. You know, I think I, I may have shared with you, I was talking to a group of students about entrepreneurship and, you know, social impact. And they had a lot of questions about, you know, being in the startup world. And I said, you you got to be a risk taker. You, you got to, I didn't say mentally tough at the time, but that's really... That's really what what you're thinking about is, you know, you got to be mentally tough. It's, you know, I had a time where, you know, not too long ago where I had two weeks of runway. And for those of you, you know, not not familiar with that term in the startup world, that's how much cash in the bank (laughs) that you had to survive. (laughs) And, you know, most people, you get down to two weeks of work, you know, runway, you you know, you're getting your resume out there, you know, you're looking for a job, you're trying to, you know, but I, I didn't do that. I just figured, hey, I got to push through if I keep, you know, looking for investors, trying to, you know, make sales, like something's going to happen if I keep putting the work in. And that's exactly what happened. I pushed through that that time. But, you know, it's you're going to come across those challenges, you know, again, where it seemed impossible for two weeks, and I don't recommend anybody trying to get down right. two weeks of runway. Right. <laughs> but, but we, you know, but knowing that, hey, it is possible to still do this and still, you know, a year later, you know, from that situation, still have the company and, and be moving forward is, you know, I think a testament to my experience and some things I learned and learning about myself that I, I, I have what it takes to push through those difficult times. I think means a lot. You know, it's, it's funny uh, going back to the possible mindset, like again, the only way is through. And I remember um, you and I had this conversation offline, but uh, I had Josh York on my show uh, last year and he's the CEO of uh, gym guys and which is a, a really, really interesting business model. And he's super successful. And he was sharing the same thing where um, you know, he was sitting there, I believe it was a restaurant or it was a, a, who knows pizza place. And he was like, I have no money to pay the people that, that work for me. And he, but there was something about him in the moment where he was like, yeah, this is just a moment in time. And I'm this, uh, I'm going to come from possibility and I'm going to, I'm going to get through this, but he didn't give up. Right. He didn't let the emotional hurricane crush him. So he made the choice to be possible. And it's, and it's same thing with you, right? It's like, you got two weeks of funds. A lot of people just will fold up their, their, their tent and go home, but you made a decision. And, I, and when you think about in that moment, when you make that decision, what, what do you think the fabric of that decision was? Was it, was it just full on trust that you trusted yourself? Was it your faith? Like what, what was it that, that kept you moving forward when you only had two weeks, you know, of runway? Yeah, I think, I think what it, a lot of what it goes back to is what I what I'm doing with Team Excel is something I'm I'm truly like deeply deeply passionate about, and so you know that I believe it's you know it's something that's bigger than myself, and so I think having the belief that what I'm trying to accomplish is going to impact a lot of people in a positive way one day that I almost feel like I'm letting other people down I'm letting you down as well if I if I give up on this. You know, that there's a there's a bigger purpose to what I'm doing. And I think that's, you know, that's the big thing that 
that pushes me through with Team Excel. Um, <clears throat> one of my, my long-term, you know, best friend and business partner now, we have a, a kind of a running joke in, you know, the, the term where you say somebody has nine lives. And <laughs> we joke that I'm on like 8.99999 of my lives because I've, <laughs> I've been at that point a lot of times, like through my, you right. know, through my entrepreneurial career where it's like, it's not looking good. And so he always jokes about that. We're like, yeah, I'm on 8.99. <laughs> so, but, love it. but having gone through that, you kind of get the mindset that, hey, I've been here before, you know, and I think that means a lot too, when you've been in that position before and you know you've been able to, to push through, also gives you the confidence to know, hey, if I did it before and I pushed through, I can do it again. And I'm deeply passionate about the thing I'm trying to do. It was just something that, hey, this is a, ideal I'm working at a company or you know something I don't you know deeply believe in there's no way I would have been able to push through with two weeks of runway so I think right. those two factors really I think made the difference I think it's a great point uh, when you have strong belief whatever that belief is in the mission of the company the people in the company uh, the industry whatever I think that, that that's a that's a great perspective on it so since we are talking about being an entrepreneur and talking about your company share with my listeners what team excels all about and what motivated you to create this company yeah so you know team excel is a is a, a unique company and I'll, I'll give you kind of a, a brief background on it uh, we were founded, I was, my previous company, Avail, we worked with pro athletes, helping them manage their foundations. So we did all their community programs, fundraising, really manage their foundations from A to Z. So we were hired by Michael Robinson, who's from Richmond, played for the Seahawks. He retired after the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, and Michael had a foundation, Excel Excellence. So he hired me to, to run his, his nonprofit. And the first thing he said was, you know, he always calls me Jay. He's like, Jay, we've got, we've done these football camps, but I really want to do something more substantial to really impact kids around education. And I knew his stepfather. So his stepfather had made the introduction and he knew that I had experience at, you know, youth development and working in the community. And so he paired us up and I started, you know, working with Michael running Excel to Excellence. And the first order of business was to create a program. And so one thing that we discussed was whatever we do, we want to make sure it works. And so, I, you know, being Michael was a football player, you know, I have a background in sports, you know, I started thinking about, you know, fantasy football and ended up coming up with this idea where it's, it's kind of a reverse fantasy sports model where instead of, you know, professional players competing on, you know, touchdowns and tackles, you could have student teams and they could compete based on metrics like grades, attendance, and community service hours. And so Michael loved the idea. We started a pilot program um, at his former high school, Verona High School here in Richmond, Virginia. And we started with 30 students. We had three teams of 10, uh, boys and girls We across all sports. So we started specifically with student athletes. And the format of the program was, you know, each week they would have, they would get a score. Uh, based on those three metrics so if you and I were on the team, we would have an individual score and our team average. And when they came to the sessions, we would meet once a week before school because they were student athletes and typically had practice after school. And during those sessions, we would also discuss um, things to do with our curriculum, and that consists of life skills, career exploration, and service learning. But to kick off the session, we would start with the scores. So 
Um, the kids would see their school. We would, you know, back then we would print it on a sheet of paper, hand it out when the kids came into the classroom. And that was the first thing they wanted to see. What we found, <laughs> and, you know, and, and kind of what we thought when when I came up with the with the concept was, you know, being around, you know, sports all my life, being around youth development. One thing I, I realized was that most students that are underperforming, underachieving in the classroom, it's not because they don't have the ability. Like they're smart kids, they can do the work, but they're not motivated. And so our thought was, how do we get kids excited about learning and doing well in the classroom? And so there were there were two things that kind of went into it. That was one, we said, hey, you know, being on a team as that peer-to-peer accountability. So, you know, you and I both play sports. So, you know, we understand when you when you're on a team, especially, you know, I play defense, you know, it's Everybody plays a position, right? You got to trust your teammate to be in a position. Same thing on offense. And so that team, you know, accountability, we thought would be important. And and then the competition. So having the competition, one, kind of naturally created a goal. So the goal setting came in. And then it was just keeping it top of mind. Like if we could keep grades and attendance top of mind for students, right? then we thought they would just naturally do better. <laughs> and that's what, exactly what happened. They, Wow. Their grades went up, attendance, you know, got better. And, you know, the kids would come to the sessions excited to see, like, they wanted to get their hands on those score sheets. That was the first thing they wanted to do. And so, you know, it's really when you when you kind of boil Team Excel down, it's, you know, using that teamwork and competition to increase motivation, which ultimately increased their student outcome. So so now we're doing it in a digital format. You know, we may talk more about that. But that was that was how it was. Wow. You know, inspired and and founded, you know, back over five years ago. You brought up competition, which stood out to me because I think it's there's a lot of great things that your program does from leadership and, and accountability. And I mean, I can keep on going. It seems like there's just a lot of life skills that you're providing to yeah. these these students. But when you think about competition, which this is like, it's healthy competition. And to me, man, when I don't care if it's in a classroom, I don't care if it's on the court, football field in in the workplace, like you get to compete. And so there's a, there's a cool feeling when you get to, to compete. So how important do you think it is, especially you're getting these kids at a young age, real, really young, how important it is for them to, to actually get into a competitive environment and and how to deal with success and failures within that whole process. Yeah, that's that's a really that's a great question and you know, I think healthy healthy competition is is great for kids for their personal development. And you know, one thing we always talked about with our our students was you're going to be competing for the rest of your life. You know, so whether you're you know, you go to college, you get, you know, a business with a job, you're always going to compete and you're not going to just compete with the kids in your class and your neighborhood, you're going to be competing against, you know, people from around the world. Like we're in a global society now. And so you have to, you have, if you want to succeed in something, you have to be able to compete. And so, you know, we had a lot of discussions before we launched the program in terms of how much do we share in terms of those individual scores. Um, and ultimately we said, Hey, let's, let's share it. You know, if you're now on the team, we should be able to see, you know, how each other are performing, but also coach the students on how do you bring your teammate up? And so I mm-hmm. think, you know, that competition, you know, I think with the competition hand in hand comes teamwork. 
And so, you know, unless you're playing a, a individual sport and even individual sports, you have a team of people around you. But, right. you know, most of the times in life, you're going to be a part of a team. And so whether that's, you know, you're in a job, you're on a team of individuals, and you, you know, even in your family, I mean, all aspects of life, you're pretty much part of a team. And so, you know, that, that concept was really important. And, you know, we, we also talked about, you know, good sportsmanship. So, hey, you, you celebrate when you win, you be, you're excited about it, but, you know, don't rub it in the face of your teammates or, you know, you know, you know, be, you know, be a gracious winner and a gracious loser, you know, and, and sometimes in life you lose, you know, and, you know, even with sometimes with, you know, sports and youth sports, you know, that's a whole nother debate. Like everybody gets a trophy kind of that mentality versus, right. you know, teaching, you know, kids that, Hey, competition is real. And sometimes you're going to lose and that's okay. Like none of us go through life and never lose at anything. <laughs> you know, that's right. just not going to happen for anyone. So I think it trains them and gets them prepared for those times in life when you, when you lose or you have a setback or challenge where you don't come out on top and, and how do you deal with that? So you can use that experience to, to make you stronger and better the next time you go out and compete. So whether it's in sports, in the classroom or, you know, on a job. Exactly. And I think too, it just goes back to, uh, you know, to whatever it's a mistake or failure, however you look at it. I mean, we have to do that for order us for, for us to be successful. That's part of the process, yeah. right? So teaching these kids how to deal with those emotions of the highs and lows in a competitive environment, I think is healthy. And right now, you know, with the pandemic, I can only have imagine how it's affecting the structure of your program, because it seems like it's, it's, in person, physical, you're, you're on campus with them. How has the, the pandemic affected your approach of your, of your company? And from your perspective, what have you seen, like the effects of the pandemic? What have you seen with the kids? Yeah, great question. So before, before the pandemic, we, as I mentioned, you know, the way we started, we were running the, the program in the schools. And about two years ago, we started transitioning to a different format. So we moved from the, the out of the nonprofit and um, transitioned to a separate for-profit social enterprise entity. So we're, we're actually a benefit corporation, which simply means for people that don't know, like a benefit corporation allows us to legally make decisions based on our social mission and shareholder value. Where, you know, contrasted to a C corporation, you are legally bonded to make decisions based on shareholder value, or you could be sued by your shareholders. So within our company, Charter is our social mission to improve student outcomes and increase volunteerism. So in making that transition, we had decided to build out a digital platform where we could take this Team Excel model and scale it to schools, organizations all across the country, really, really around the globe is our, our ultimate vision. And so we wanted to create a league globally where kids all over the world are competing, you know, based on metrics like grades, attendance, service hours, you know, turning their homework, you know, whatever those metrics might be to really motivate each other to do well in the classroom and in life. And so we were, we were already making that transition. And so when COVID happened, we were actually getting some of our schools onto the platform when it happened last March. And so it, it really, it slowed down, you know, just the company moving forward because, you know, schools went out and, you know, just a lot of, you know, 
transition and changes at school divisions dealing with COVID. Um, so we had to kind of take last summer and just continue building the platform and add more features to get ready for the for the fall. Um, but the benefit, one of the benefits that we saw before, because part of our program, I don't know if I mentioned this, but with those student teams, there were also mentors involved. I don't think I mentioned that. But each team of students, so like those three teams of 10, they all had a group of mentors, so about three mentors per team of 10. And these are adults from the community that would come in, meet with the kids every week, kind of help facilitate those those weekly sessions and serve as mentors, but it was all in a a group environment. So we'd actually started moving to uh, a digital platform where we could have our mentors support the students through the digital platform. Because a lot of people want to give back and mentor, but as soon as you say, hey, can you be at Verona High School at 7.30 in the morning right. every Thursday, it's like, well, I don't know if I could do that. Uh, just like <laughs> so when people have kids, other responsibilities. And so we were already moving to that pre-COVID to be able to do that through the digital platform. So now we're excited that our, our technology is, is getting there. We actually have a new iOS you know, native app that's about to release in a, in a couple months. And that's going to really give our mentors a, a chance to stay engaged with the students um, during this difficult time with COVID, because like you said, they can't, they can't go into the schools, you know, schools right now, even schools that are back in session, you know, they're not allowing mentors to come in and, and special types of programs like that. So for us, I think we're in a, we're in a really good position to impact the kids because there's a lot of, you know, a lot more in terms of that that mental, you know, stress and social emotional support that's needed right now with, you know, virtual learning and COVID and, you know, kids uh, in school and out of school and back in school. And, you know, they're dealing with a lot. You know, they also, a lot of them are dealing with, you know, the loss of family members or friends and everything on top of the challenges just with school. So, you know, we really believe this is a, this is a time where kids really need us the most. And, and schools are recognizing that beyond academics, like right now, probably it's the social emotional support that's actually even more important in the academics right now to just make sure kids are okay, kids are supported, you know, so, you know, being on a team. So going back to that, you know, that teamwork, that accountability, you know, having a mentor, you know, we really think that it's a, it's an interesting time where, you know, a lot of people need the the service that we provide, you know, and, and so that's what we're, we're, we're you know, we, we all hate that COVID is, is happening, you know, but we, we really want to be a part of the solution to get kids supported and, and, and help get them back on track. But they're, they're having some, they're having some difficult times right now. Well, I, first of all, I love it that you guys uh, transition into a digital por- uh, format so you can still reach the kids. It's unfortunate uh, that, the mental health issues or mental health itself is, I mean, it's a great thing that we're talking about it as a society. Cause I don't think we were doing that, you know, five, seven, right. 10 years ago. So in a way, as much as I hate saying this, I'm glad that we had COVID to really put on the forefront, how important mental health is. And I know in California where I'm at in San Francisco, we're still trying to fight, um, you know, the good fight to get sports going. And right. there's, there's some big programs right now from a football perspective, um, De La Salle high school, Sarah high school. Um, they're pushing the governor to, to, to have uh, sports because 
there is, it's not even about the game, like the game of football. It's about the kids mental health. Like the, you know, De La Salle is one of the best programs in, in the country. And the coach said in the last nine, 10 months, the number one role that I've been playing is being a mental health coach. He's like, I do nothing with football. And he goes, I just want my kids to smile. So when I see them on yeah. Zoom, I just want them to smile. That's it. And um, so I think, you know, yeah. not, not to blabber the point. I think it sucks that COVID has done what it's done. We've lost people that are close, but I think it's, it's, it's going to highlight the importance of, of addressing mental health. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you there, Grant. I think, you know, you and I, I know you're deep into that field. Um, and me being around kids and, you know, teaching life skills, knowing the need of it. And, you know, it is great now that people are recognizing that, you know, this is really, really important, you know, so it, it, it did uncover, you know, one thing COVID did, it, it uncovered a lot of things that needed attention. Um, and sometimes in, in society and life, sometimes, you know, unfortunately something tragic has to happen to start to, get people to realize, you know, some of the things that they should have realized before. So, well, you know. before we, we, we close up and have another uh, closing question here as, you know, an entrepreneur, as a leader right now of this company, um, and this is kind of more directed to your own mindset, you know, cause it's one thing we, we do need to take care of the kids, obviously, but we also have to take care of ourselves. How has the pandemic affected you? How, how do you keep your mindset healthy to, to lead this company, to lead these students? Like, is there anything that you're doing that to take care of yourself, like from a self-care perspective? Yeah, you know, that's been, you know, to be honest and completely transparent, that's been a challenge for me too. You know, when, when COVID hit, I was, I was on top of it, man. I was walking every day with my girls and you know, I needed to lose some pounds and I dropped 30 pounds. And, you know, then I had a funk where I, I flipped, I totally flipped and I put on 35 pounds. And so now I'm back, you know, back to losing again. But, you know, it's, you know, so I think about, you know, even personally, like the challenges just within myself, like knowing that, okay, I should walk every day. I should eat better. I should stop eating ice cream every night. Like, you know, the things that I need to do. But, you know, again, like that mind over matter. Um, and now I'm back back to those good habits. So I'm, I'm, I'm going in the right direction again. Um, but, you know, it's it's tough. But I, I try to get out and walk. Um, that's kind of my, my thing right now. Um, like I guess I got two girls, three and five. So um, they love to walk, put them in a the stroller. Now they're, they're up to like yesterday. We all went out as a family and we did over three miles. And my girls, three and five, they both walked the whole way. Like we had the stroller but they walked the whole way. So now they've, they've gotten their, their distance up because we used to get them in and out. But that's a big thing that, that I'm trying to do is just exercise, get out of the house. It's COVID. I'm working from home. So I'm, you know, in my office and, you know, isolated more. So just getting out and getting some fresh air, get some, you know, get some sunshine. And, you know, also the time with the family, you know, I think that's the big thing that when I'm doing that consistency, consistently, I can see a difference in just my attitude, how I'm approaching, you know, my, my work. So I try to think about that too, when dealing with, with young people, because sometimes we, you know, we know what we want them to do and, you know, some, they don't make the decisions we want them to do sometimes. And we also have to think about, well, I don't make the decisions that I should, you know, I should think sometimes. So, you know, I have to cut them some slack, just like I have to cut myself some slack sometimes. Like yeah. I mentioned, 
losing the weight and putting it back on. And I said, well, the 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 good thing is I, I lost 30 and did then gained 35 instead of just gained 35. So, right. You know, so try to always look at the bright side. And same with our young people. It's like, hey, they're not going to always make the right decisions because we none of us do. You know, but how do we stay focused and say, okay, we gotta, we gotta get back on track. It's again like knowing that, hey, I've done this before. I've lost thirty pounds before. I can do it again. I just yeah. gotta get my mind right, get back into those habits that I know I enjoy and I feel better. So that's kind of where I am. So COVID is, it's been a roller coaster. You know, happy to say I'm, I'm back on the, you know, tracking on the right side of things now. Yeah. But, but it's tough. You know, it's, it's, it's tough for all of us. So, well, I, I love what you're saying too. It's, um, especially when you, when it's about weight, like the only way you're going to lose weight is be consistent with rhythm is getting into a rhythm really hard to lose weight when you have no rhythm, right. With, with your behaviors exactly. and be, and moving is huge, man. Movement is medicine. Movement is healing. Uh, it's really hard to, to, to heal and to go places. If you're still, you have to move. Um, so that's a, that's a good, good point. Good perspective. Before we close out here, I want to talk about some reflection. Um, cause I'm sure we have all done some reflection during COVID. Um, when you reflect on your whole career as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? It's a really good question. Um, Going deep on you, bud. Yeah. 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 I think I would say that I'm relentless and persistent when I believe, when I deeply believe in something, there were definitely some times, like I, you know, mentioned the two week runway where, you know, it'd been easy to kind of give up, but, you know, really kind of reflecting. I think that's the thing that I've learned the most. And I think a lot of it comes from, I think my, you know, my calling in life is to give back and help other people, you know, particularly, you know, youth. But, and a lot of that is, was grown out of, you know, I was, I was raised by a single parent mom. And, you know, just my sister and I and my mother, she was a school teacher in an inner city school for 37 years. And I saw her passion and love for just impacting young people, even beyond being there teaching in the, in the classroom. And she, we joke because she, she grew me to be an engineer, not going to education, but, you know, I'm still kind of drawn to that youth development. And so still impacting kids in a different way, but you know, when I talk to my mom, I, I know that that came from her, like that deep passion for wanting to to impact young people. And that's what brings me joy. You know, that's what makes me excited. Um, I'll tell you, you know, a quick story. We were talking to a school about Team Excel and we we're on this conference call and, you know, taking them through the demo and everything. And, and after the, you know, at the end of the call, you know, one of the young ladies on the call said, uh, Mr. Mayor, I don't know if you remember me, but I was a student um, at this program. It's called Connect, the Connect program. Uh, it was like a community violence prevention program in our county. And she said, you were, you know, you were a volunteer back then when I was a student. And, you know, really appreciate what you did for us. Now, this was probably going back over 20 years, you know, and that was like, that was just that was the highlight of my day, my week, my month, like just hearing that, you know, that now she's a teacher in the school also wow. impacting young people. And so to hear her say, you know, something I volunteered for when I was, I was in college at the time. So I would do that in the summer when I was home from school. Um, and so I realized like, that's really where I get my joy and my satisfaction of, 
you know, obviously running a business, you wanted to be profitable and those things, but you know, it's, it's really that type of, it's really the impact that's really more important to be honest with you. Like, that's the thing that, that gives me goosebumps. Like hearing that, I was like, wow, like the fact that she remembered me and just made my day and hope I can, I can continue to do that and also groom other people like her to continue to, to pay it forward and, and, and do it for other kids. So, um, so I think that's, that's what I've, I've learned about myself. Like that's, that's who I am. That's, that's beautiful, man. And it's, for me, like my favorite emotion is joy. And I felt the joy when you shared that, shared that part of the story. And if we can tap into that joy, um, especially when, when shit is going the wrong way in our lives, but we can still tap into it. Um, that's powerful too. But, but I, that's why I asked this question is it's, you know, it's introspective. We go inside, but we learn from it. We learn by looking back at all the things that we've done. Um, and what have I learned from it? Cause that's how we get better, you know, right. whether if it's yeah. 1% or not, but that's how we get better. So thanks for sharing your story and, and, yeah. uh, and man, and your passion and it's just and what you're doing with kids is incredible. Um, before we leave here, uh, share with my listeners how they can learn more about you and team Excel. Yeah. The, the best way to learn about Team Excel is our website. It's it's goteamexcel.com. So goteamexcel.com. Um, and I can be contacted through the website or I'm Jonathan Mayo. That's that's J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N. So I've got I'm Jonathan with an H. Um there it is. Mayo, Mayo on LinkedIn. You can also look me up there. So happy to connect with anybody. And you know, Grant, really appreciate this opportunity. This has been great talking with you. You went deep on me a few times, man, but you know, it's, <laughs> well, <laughs> but hey, man, I, I really enjoyed this. You bet, man. And you're doing some great work and um, there's need more people like you and uh, your mission of your company um, and where your heart's at with these kids is, is amazing. So again, keep it up. I appreciate it. Um, and good luck to you in the thank future. You. Well, thank you. Good luck to you too. And you know, well, hopefully we can stay connected. Always. Thank you.